Friends, good afternoon. This is Ashton Coleman with One Sotheby's International Realty coming to you today with a new spin on things. I noticed where my last podcast recording was back in July. Here we are now at the beginning of December and there's been stagnation. There's been a delay. I think it was because of statistics. I find it a bit boring and quite tedious. As a matter of fact, I'm switching gears and now we'll be looking at news. Simply South Florida news pertaining primarily to residential real estate in and around Miami and Fort Lauderdale. This could shift again, so if you see a delay happen, that's most likely the case. But anyway, what I'm doing is I'm scouring through all of the articles across the globe for anything pertaining to our community, Miami and Fort Lauderdale, anything that I find exciting and relevant. This week is Art Basel, and we've got some record-breaking news coming out, starting with the Miami Beach penthouse at 87 Park. The article is called, This Miami Beach Penthouse Could Smash a Florida Record. A duplex penthouse at 87 Park in Miami Beach is poised to list for $68 million. A massive Miami Beach penthouse at the 66-unit 87 Park is poised to hit the market this week. The duplex pad with 12,410 square feet of interior space and an even bigger 18,247 square feet of private outdoor space will ask a sky-high $68 million. This was reported by the Wall Street Journal, and it will be the priciest apartment ever sold in the state of Florida and Miami. Of course, the current record belongs to the hedge fund titan Ken Griffin, who in 2015 shelled out $60 million for a penthouse at Fianna House. I believe he's still trying to sell that, isn't he? They've divided it into two units. Anyway, back to the story. It says here... David Martin, the president of Miami-based Terra, tells the Washington, tells the Post, I don't think there's ever been an apartment that can, in my opinion, compete or even excel in a mansion. The project itself is beautiful. That's my own two cents. Terra is developing 87 Park. Pritzker, prize-winning architect Renzo Piano's first U.S. residential project. Given the big ticket asking price, it's no surprise the unit, which also has eight bathrooms and three powder rooms, comes packed with its own amenities. There's a private gym and a home theater on the inside, but the crown jewel penthouse's best feature features are on the roof. Up there, there's a private Turkish hammam spa, an outdoor theater, two outdoor kitchens, and two 45-foot-long <laughs> infinity pools. I believe one is on the south and one is on the north. That's not to mention the 360-degree views of the Atlantic and downtown Miami that the buyer will get. So a double level at 87 Park, 60 million. That should be interesting. The pictures are gorgeous. If you get a chance, Google that. 87 Park penthouse. Moving on. Little Wayne is back into the picture of Miami Beach. He's bought a mansion this month at 17 million. Good job, Sotheby's, represented the buyer and the seller. The article was through The Real Deal, and it goes on to say, Young Wheezy's got money, and he just spent nearly $17 million of it on a waterfront mansion in Miami Beach. This property was 10,630 square feet, seven-bedroom home at 6480 Allison Road. The mansion was built in 2017. The property features a great room with 22-foot ceilings, a movie theater with suede wall coverings and two living walls of plants. That must look nice. The first property hit the market in 2015 for $24 million. 
Here we are now, three years later, selling at 17, sign of the times. Little Wayne sold his house at 94 Lagorse Circle on Lagorse Island for 10 million in June of 2017 at a loss after listing it in 2015 for 18 million. So significant reduction. That was also listed and sold by Sotheby's. Good job, Ty. Moving on into Wynwood, one of my favorite locations. Diesel dives into real estate development starting in Miami. This was brought to us by The Real Deal, and I was very happy to read this article. I'll give you some insight here in a minute. The article goes on to read, Diesel is sizing up real estate development, choosing Miami's Wynwood as the location for its first real estate project. The Italian retail clothing's Diesel Living line is partnering with Bell Invest Group, an international real estate investment company based in Vicenza, Italy, to build a 143-unit condominium complex in the artsy neighborhood. Ziskovic Architects is designing the project, which will have loft-style design, 226,000 square feet of residential space, and 24,000 square feet of ground floor retail space. Diesel and Bell Invest expect to launch pre-sales in the first quarter of next year. The project marks the first in the U.S. for Bell Invest, who also has offices in Miami, Berlin, and Barcelona. It will be built on a six-lot, nearly one-acre site at 115 to 161 Northwest 28th Street. Records show Bell Invest Wynwood assembled the lots for a combined $9.6 million between 2015 and 2017. Yes, that sounds accurate. I sold the land. I helped the assemblage. We worked very hard on that, and it did take years to put together, but that's not it. There's That's not just it. There'll be more coming. This is the first, and I was very happy to see the Bell Invest Group bringing this together. It's been a few years now in planning, and Diesel is one of my favorite brands, so I'm very excited to begin promoting that next year. People are concerned about Wynwood. That'll be for a different topic. But in the meantime, the residential projects are coming. Wynwood is booming, especially now that our Basil is here, so I'm very excited for that project. Moving on, one of my favorite areas Besides Wynwood, in Sunny Isles, this article was bought, brought to us by The Next Miami, and it says Desert may be planning a 749-foot tower to re replace the Thunderbird in Sunny Isles. Gil Desert may already be working on his next development in Sunny Isles, taller than anything he has built so far. An application was submitted to the Federal Aviation Administration to build a tower at 18401 Collins Avenue. According to this application, the lower... The tower will rise 741 feet above ground or 749 feet above sea level. No tower in Sunny Isles has yet to surpass the 649-foot mark, but a state Aquilina has asked for approval to build two towers at 749 feet. The Thunderbird Beach Resort. This is old Sunny Isles. The city was incorporated in 97, and what used to be old low-rise motels is now an entire strip of high-rise condo towers. It's pretty amazing driving through the area from Muse to now Jade Signature, Ritz-Carlton's coming, Armani. Desert is the king of Sunny Isles. He started with Trump Hotel, Trump Palace, Trump Royale, Porsche Design Tower, Armani, and here he's putting the spin on this new tower, the tallest in the area besides Estates at Aquilina. My source tells me that it will be called Lamborghini, so look out for that. Again in Sunny Isles, Aquilina's new 38 million penthouse includes Rolls-Royce and a Lamborghini. 
This property has been on the market for some time, so it's definitely not new, but it is spectacular. This is at the um, mansions at Aquilina. I'm fairly certain. Yes, it is. The article says that's where the mansions at Aquilina just unveiled Palazzo del Cielo, Palace in the Sky, a 38 million penthouse that comes with both luxury cars as perks, one for cruising and one for letting loose, Miami style. The residence spans the entire 47th floor, covering 9,000 square feet of flow-through flow interior space and another 2,500 square feet of outdoor terrace space. The penthouse is scheduled for completion January 2019. Designed by STA Architectural Group, Palazzo del Cielo has four bedrooms, six full bath, two half bathroom, a grand salon, family room, summer kitchen, sauna, and terraces with a private glass bottom pool of handcrafted custom tiles from Wales. It does have a high-rise swimming pool and it says here the massive residence will offer a vast open space with ceiling heights ranging from 15 to 30 feet in some areas. A contemporary kitchen will include La Corno gas range custom cabinetry with a rolling steel ladder. I love it. A large center island with Kohler sink, sub-zero fridge, freezer, and wine cooler, and a melee dishwasher and microwave oven. It also has a separate catering kitchen, of course. The luxurious master suite goes all in with a midnight bar, sink refrigerator, and marble countertops, expansive his and hers dressing rooms, and his and her bathrooms with onyx vanity tops, onyx steam shower enclosure, custom marble surround tub, and custom stone sinks with Dornbrock fixtures. The purchase also includes access to the mansions at Aquilina's stacked amenities, the Infinity Edge saltwater pool, pool, private cabanas, stadium seating, cinema golf simulator, the five-star Aquilina resort and spa facilities, and the property's 11 outdoor private sanctuaries. Ooh, sounds sexy. And it is, it's one of the best for Sunny Isles. The article goes on, it shows here that it's accessorized by luxury living Fendi Casa, featuring decorative lighting, marble floors, and terraces. And it also includes Bentley Home, Trussardi Casa, and Paul Matthew. The technology package includes Crestron motorized window shades, an intrusion monitoring system, and climate controls with digital thermostats, to say the very least. STA Architectural Group source materials from around the globe for Palazzo del Cielo's floors, walls, countertops, vanities, and even the baseboards. So that sounds amazing. The two cars that are it's coming with is the Rolls-Royce Cullinan. It's valued at $325,000, and it's the carmaker's first all-wheel drive SUV named after the Cullinan Diamond. To my surprise, Aquilina boasts the largest collection of independently owned Rolls-Royce vehicles of any property in the world. There are currently 58 Rolls Royces parked in the garages of Aquilina and the mansions at Aquilina. The Lamborghini is the Aventador supercar, which exceeds $400,000 and at also 220 miles per hour on the road. So the two car garage will be complete. The property will be finished, 38 million at Aquilina. Moving on and moving south, downtown Miami. This article is, says, Luxury Miami developments now come with skyports for flying cars. It mentions a few developments here that's coming prepared and ready for the future. 
says here, Miami is now cleared for takeoff, launching its first three luxury residences with their own rooftop landing pads. The Paramount Miami World Center, a 27-acre mixed-use super project that claims to be the most amenitized property in the nation, promises the world's first flying car dock or skyport on the penthouse level of its 60-story tower. Its builders are betting that personal transport drones built by Uber, Uber and Airbus will soon whisk pleasure seekers across the skies of Miami and drop them off the back of their doorsteps. That sounds great. That'll take care of our traffic issues. Paramount, where 500 plus units range from 700 to 11 million, will be completed next year and is at 80% sold. Two other developments will invite owners to commute the glamorously, glamorously via helicopter. The Ritz-Carlton residences in Miami Beach and the infamous, or I should say famous, 1000 Museum by Zaha Hadid. That will have also the rooftop doubles as a grandest or sats observation deck. And that'll be finished next year. 62 stories high, 83 units. And those are ranging from 5.8 to, it says here 20 million, but I think it goes up to 50 million for that penthouse. I do not believe that has sold yet. Moving on, Brightline revenue jumped 50% in November. I have yet to ride it, but I hear great things. The Brightline train. Here's the article on the next Miami. Demand is skyrocketing for Brightline's passenger rail service connecting Miami, Fort Lauderdale, and West Palm Beach. In November, Brightline generated $1.5 million in revenue, a 50% increase compared to October's $1 million in revenue. Ridership was 80,660, Brightline said. That represents a 34% passenger count increase in just one month, compared to the 60,013 passengers carried in October. Also during November, Brightline announced a new partnership and licensing agreement with the Virgin Group. As part of the deal, Brightline will rebrand as Virgin Trains USA. Branson now has a minority stake, and part of the deal was the rebrand, now known as Virgin Trains. Another milestone was reached in November when the Florida Department of Transportation and the Central Florida Expressway Authority announced they would either they would enter negotiations with Brightline for the right to develop passenger services between Orlando and Tampa. We are looking forward to that as a as a family. That's going to be amazing. There's also rumor that there may be another location in the Disney park, but that same article mentioned it was $100 one way, and for a family of four, that would be ridiculous for round trip. Moving on. The world's first robotic supermarket coming to Miami. A Massachusetts company called Takeoff Technologies has devised a solution and is partnering with Miami-based Sedano's Grocery Stores to roll it out. The two companies said that they have developed the world's first robotic grocery store. Shoppers will order groceries on a smartphone app and then at an automated micro-fulfillment center, artificial intelligence-enabled robots pick the items off the shelf. They can pick 900 items per hour versus human shoppers, who the company says can only pick 60. Shoppers can come, get their groceries, or have them delivered. The rollout will start with 14 of Sedano's Miami stores. This is a 56-year-old chain having 34 stores throughout Florida. The new system can process 3,500 online grocery orders weekly. Takeoff is said to currently work with five other retail chains 
expanding next year. Last but not least, Bloomberg, Miami is one of the fastest growing cities in the world for offshore capital. Private bankers say that Miami is now among the fastest growing recipients of offshore capital in the world. Recent tax amnesty laws in Argentina, Brazil, Chile, Colombia, and Mexico have helped capital emerge from the shadows, benefiting Miami. Economic and political crisis in parts of the South America have also helped fuel Miami's growth. Etau Unibanco Holdings SA says Miami is now their fastest growing office. The bank manages $13 billion in assets in Miami, out of $23 billion in total offshore holdings. Yes, that is correct. Ten years ago, the bank had just $3.4 billion in offshore assets. Let me repeat that. The bank manages $13 billion in assets in Miami, out of $23 billion in total offshore holdings. Okay. The wealthy are increasingly attracted to Miami as a place to live and invest thanks to a rising cultural scene. The growth since Art Basel arrived in 2002 includes new museums, the Performing Arts Center, and the emergence of Wynwood. Miami is already among the most popular place for multimillionaires to have second homes, along with New York and the Hamptons. Many are now choosing Miami permanently to relocate. And last on the article contradicts that, but it does somewhat coincide. This was through Inman News, and it has to do with FinCEN, the government agency. The federal government probing into cash deals over 300000 to prevent fraud. I would love to know the percentage of impact that this may hold, but the article says here, The Financial Crimes Enforcement Network, otherwise known as FinCEN, has been investigating real estate money laundering since January of 2016. The Financial Crimes Enforcement Network has expanded its investigation into real estate money laundering, specifically whether foreign entities are using shell companies to purchase homes and condominiums. It discovered that more than one in four of the deals covered in the inquiry involved a beneficial owner who was also the subject of a suspicious activity report. Through the probe, FinCEN focused on luxury real estate, setting the reporting thresholds for title companies. I believe this was a million, approximately, at least for Miami. Now, the title companies will have to report on the actual buyer behind any shell company on cash sales of just 300000 or more. And they must do so until at least May 15, 2019. Deals using cryptocurrency are also covered. Title companies or their agents must identify every so-called beneficial owner, which is defined as an individual who owns a 25% or more of the equity interest of the purchasing shell company. The jurisdictions now have expanded. It was New York and Miami, and now it's quite extensive, most of the major metro areas, but Miami-Dade, Broward, Palm Beach, New York, boroughs of Brooklyn, Queens, the Bronx, Staten Island, and Manhattan, San Diego, Los Angeles, San Francisco, Santa Clara, Santa Mateo, California, Honolulu, Hawaii, Cook County, Illinois, Clark County, Nevada, King County, Washington, Suffolk, and Middlesex counties in Massachusetts. That's it, guys. Real estate news coming at you, giving the lowdown on the high end of Miami and Fort Lauderdale. Hope you enjoyed this. Look me up. Ashton Coleman is my handle. You can find me along all social media outlets. Be well and happy holidays. I may have another one next week. Hopefully it won't be as long as it has been. 
If you need to reach me, I'm at 888-38-DREAM or just Google Ashton Coleman. Much love. Take care.